Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Something followed me home, taking that. I mean, it's crazy, uh, spooky things that went on in my home. I went on a, a little bit more demonic in a sense, a little bit darker. When I look over down towards my feet and I see a figure right at the foot of the bed just kind of looking over us, right? A dark black figure. I was probably on simulation mode. I really do believe I was just standing in a corner somewhere and whoever was playing me is like, <laughs> press pause my pee or something. Hello, hello again. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Supernatural Station. I'm your host, Roman Daniels, and joining me once again is my brother, Jaron Daniels. We looking to get creepy. <laughs> and my cousin, Sean Lawrence. I would say that's a definite yes. <laughs> yes! And today we're just going to kind of dive into a couple other paranormal um, experiences that we've experienced together as well as some individual stories. And basically, this is the part two of our last episode, um, just basically continuation of stories from the previous episode. So if you haven't heard that, go back and listen to that one. We talked a little bit about winter quarters and the, the mine disaster that happened there. And my cousin, Sean, who took a artifact that, we, that he had found um, home with him. And basically, we're going to kind of go into some of the, um, I guess, the, the consequences of taking that home. The events of that following year, basically. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to go there, Sean. We can kind of start there if you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I get this artifact, right, from Schofield. You can tell it's from the early 1900s. It could be old, older than that. Um, I take this home. Uh, I live in, you know, I, I lived in Sugar House. I grew up in Sugar House, old-time Sugar House in Utah, and before it became kind of booming. I lived in this home. I actually lived in two homes that were fairly probably, what, one street away from each other. Oh, yeah, like 30 steps from each other. Right. So at this point, so we get back from Schofield, and we're doing our normal stuff. We're going to school. I'm hanging out with my cousins, Roman and Jaron, here, uh, you know, as much as I absolutely can. We hung out on the weekends. Uh, there, It doesn't seem like there was um, at least every other weekend we were hanging out oh yeah as much as we possibly could so we we've always been close we've always had these paranormal experiences happen whenever we got together and we really couldn't explain sometimes it even just came about without us even looking for it just yeah all the you know we would just something would happen we would hear something that was totally random um but, something in the blood yeah it's like yeah. we're like some kind of trifecta you know that just when, when it's like the perfect energy between the three of us i mean that, we all have hopi indian blood in us maybe there's something to do with native americans in this who knows true could be yeah 
Yeah, for sure. So I'm going into this um, the story with the pretense that uh, I have this old um, disastrous artifact that I took, I stole, and don't don't ever do this. I actually regret doing it, not only for respectful purposes, but just also the creepy paranormal consequences that came and followed me. That something followed me home taking that, um, and it just it seemed like that entire year was just nothing but just just crazy, uh, spooky things that went on in my home. I attribute this situation to when you take something from a haunted area or an older area. It's kind of like, uh, you know, taking an item that meant value to somebody or was tied to somebody. And so we really do feel like sometimes that will invite something, kind of like messing with the Ouija board, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you if you're, let's say you're the spirit of somebody who passed away during the winter quarters mine and you, you see that artifact, it's something that you remember, right? Those artifacts don't exist. We don't make spikes like that anymore. And so you're holding on to something from your era, you know, it's something you want to kind of uh, tie tie to, you know. Basically, so Sean brought this artifact back. You know, we're, we're hanging out all the time, so we're coming over. We're staying the night over there, having a lot of sleepovers, you know, as like teenage boys do if they're all close and having fun and everything. And so we come over, and one night we're going to have a sleepover over there. Sean is a big Star Wars fan, so he's got this Darth Vader cutout in his room, right? And, and just it's super cool. context of how his house is set up, like we used to go through the side door, and you go in the side door, his kitchen is on the right side there, and then there's a direct stairwell that goes downstairs, and his room was downstairs. Um, and there's like a little family room downstairs, and then there's like another little room to the side of that, and then a small little utility room, and yeah. then finally yep. Sean's room. Yep. And his was closest to the stairwell and the underground storage underneath the stairs. And so it was a kind of a creepy spot, for sure. Yeah. Darker, colder. Yeah, that, there's there's all kinds of things that went on in that house, um, from deceased pets that I recently buried that would show up on camera. Um, I, I just going into that just really quick. Um, you know, I had a hamster, okay, and, and he he was my best friend at the time in, in the house. You know, my mom worked uh, double shifts all the time. I was down in the basement building with connects and things like that, just kind of by myself quite a bit. So my hamster passed away. And we, we started doing the ghost hunting a little bit more at this point, right? But yep. we were still kind of new to it. We had the Schofield experience. But now, but so he passed away, and I still kept his cage in, in the laundry room. And I remember that when uh, these guys were over, we decided to just place the camera on night vision um, in his, you know, kind of by the cage, right? We knew that he was gone, but I, I hadn't yet cleaned up his cage or anything. It was very, very recent. That he died and um, so I just decided to leave it down there and we left it down there for what five ten minutes maybe maybe a little longer than that and when we played back the tape you can clearly hear the sound of a hamster that was gnawing and chewing on the cages as they do the, the bar cages to kind of trim down their teeth I, I, I'll never forget that because I just you know it was so fresh in my mind and I knew that I absolutely knew that there was no absolute way that there was anything of that sort making that kind of noise. Well, yeah, there was no other animal in your house that would be nope. down there. There was no person down there. Also, I remember on that video that there was, like, these orbs passing by. Like, yeah. just left to right, left to right. You know, these little white light anomalies that are just passing by, right? And so we kind of concluded, and obviously we don't know for sure, but we kind of concluded that it was this weird little maybe portal area because it just felt like if those were, let's say people believe that orbs are spirits or maybe, like, the manifestation of spirits, there was a lot of them, and it wasn't dust. It's sitting there flying intelligently, you know, in different directions and things. And it's not bugs. It's just flying from left to right, and it was pretty interesting. That was all during that video when you can hear the hamster gnawing on the 
well, what we thought was the hamster, the sound of it. Yeah, I think we were all like a little excited about testing out like theories and stuff because we were really into just figuring things out. And so that's why he put the recorder there. Um, obviously, it was touching moment for him because he lost his pet and stuff but it was just kind of to see like if there was energy there if something did show up and it did it was weird and then we saw those orbs and then it's weird too because his room was right next to that and so we're like man it's got to be a portal because of what we're going to tell you next yeah yeah so continuing with that story that was kind of more on the lighter side of things you know that that hamster story Uh, and now it starts turning into a little bit more a little bit more demonic in a sense a little bit darker a little bit more Okay, this is not something that we probably should be. It's not Casper the Friendly Ghost anymore. Correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what we're getting into is is almost dangerous in a sense. So the story that that we happened to take place that night is, I gave my twin cousins here. My I had a I think it was a fuller queen size bed down there, and I didn't have a a bed frame as a teenager. I just had a mattress on the floor, and I was quite comfortable that way. So we're all gathering up and, you know, I don't know, we played some games and stuff like that. And then we start, you know, it's time to go to bed, right? It's time to just shut down. And as Roman mentioned, I, I was a huge Star Wars guy. I, I got this Darth Vader cutout that was, you know, I don't know, I think I got it from, um, it was Media Play at the time I was working there. And it's a life-size, you know, it's pretty tall. Correct. It's one of those party full-size Darth Vader cutouts. It was in the corner of my room at, in the back corner where the closet doors, um, they were uh, sliding closet doors. So I kept it kind of back there out of the way. It was a pretty big room for a bedroom. It was almost like a master size bedroom. Oh, yeah. So I remember when we were getting, you know, going to bed, we shut the lights off, TV was off, things like that. And, but you know you're excited right you can't just fall asleep so you're just trying to get comfortable and i can't quite recall who mentioned something first it was it was me that woke up in the middle of the night and it was probably you know two or three a.m it's always you know near the witching hour type thing they say um yeah what's up with that i don't know it's something to do with the veil maybe who knows but it's the thinnest i just remember you know I'm, sean was courteous enough to let us sleep on his bed so my twin brother and i are sleeping on the bed and I you know I always call the wall. That's why I wasn't there. I turned the wall side so yeah. I didn't see anything at yeah, all. Jared, That's why. Jared, I was always the most scared. Bad experiences kind of t- turn you that way where you know what? The best way to avoid things like this is just turn away. Yeah, so, so I just remember waking up and I, you know, and I don't, you know, it kind of happens where you just kind of wake up and I s- sort of sit up and I look over down towards my feet and I see a figure right at the foot of the bed just kind of looking over us, right? A dark black figure. To me, it wasn't alarming because I'm like, in my mind, I don't know why, but in my mind, it registered as the Darth Vader cutout. I'm like, oh, it's just that Darth Vader cutout. So I just literally turn over and go back to sleep, not thinking anything of it, right? And the next morning, we all wake up, you know, we're kind of getting up and getting ready to hang out again and have some breakfast, whatever. And somehow it was mentioned, right, yeah, Sean? Yeah. I think you remember this part a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember this part when you when you woke up, and um, I, I almost remember seeing it as well. And um, I... I, I can't quite recall that night if, um, it, it, I think it, it might have been the morning when we were discussing it, but I almost remember being awake, semi-awake, because there was, you know, rustling, and I could just tell that somebody was awake. Um, I vouched for that. In the morning, when he mentioned it, you know, it, it, did you guys happen to see this, you know? It was just some figure, some shadow figure standing over there. And I happened to just reluctantly just, oh, that's just the Darth Vader cutout, you know? You probably just saw him. And I remember, I, I think Roman said, no, or somebody said that couldn't have been because he's over in that corner. Yeah, totally opposite corner of the room. All of a sudden, we're like, all of us look over, turn our eyes over there, and we see 
the Darth Vader cutout in the corner, right? Totally yeah, far I, away from the if bed. If I remember right, we were all still in the room. We were like in our pajamas. It was morning. Yeah. And we were kind of just talk, talking about it before we got up and had Weevil's breakfast. But we decided <laughs> to... <laughs> it wasn't that old. That's an inside joke, guys. Oh, man. Um, but we, we woke up. We were just talking about it. And I remember they were talking about it. And they were both frantic. And I didn't. I don't really remember. I think I tried to like block it out a little bit. And I, was, I wasn't looking at it directly. But I do remember them saying, like, Sean waking up and saying, Hey, is that... They're like trying to say something at night or Roman. There was wrestling and everybody was always kind of awake at night. It was weird. Like even though we were having I comfort together. I think the three of us sort of just sense when there's something going on. And it's exactly. like we all just jar awake. So I think all of us probably were awake. You know, we just, we don't talk because you're in such a state of like a little bit of shock that you're kind of not like, hey guys, you know, we don't, we don't really talk. We're just kind of like observing at that point. You know, I, I'm open to the idea that maybe an entity was carrying the Darth Vader cutout and like moving it around the room. That's a possibility. Or... It was something else entirely. I have no idea because the the figure was so, like, in my mind, what I remember, it was like, it wasn't defined. It was just a black shadow that was shaped like a human shape. And if I remember, Roman was telling both me and Sean, I think he said, no, the Darth Vader cutout was on this side, and I remember seeing them both. They were both simultaneously there. That is one vivid image in my in what I remember. I really remember that. Too. I remember there was the the Darth Vader cut out closest to my closet, and then there was an entity that was um, on the other side. So they were both at the same exact time, mimicking and, the exact same same uh, design. Again, I'm getting yeah. sure thinking so back on it again, guys. But you got to understand too, like the Shadow Men. This is definitely not the first occurrence of Shadow of a dark Shadow Man figure. And I don't know if you guys would think it would. It would would you be open to the possibility it could have been the same one following us or could it have been well, different ones? I don't know. I think the Shadow Man is probably one of the most common paranormal experiences that people have as they see something like what we're experiencing here, which is this dark shadow figure that's blacker than black. It's blacker than the darkness in the room, you know? And um, a lot of, uh, like, there's, it's the Middle Eastern lore. They call it the jinn. The way that the, the people out there in the Middle East describe the jinn is basically like a demon to them is that same way. It's like this dark shadow that's darker than dark. It can take on different forms and so who knows I don't know it could all be connected well and if you've done research in this area like there's the shadow man and then there's th- something called the hat man and the hat man's a shadow man with a hat basically yeah and now like that I think about it type thing. Darth Vader cut out kind of looks like a big hat it kind of does have that little yeah, bulbous so part who knows like maybe we had the freaking notorious hat man chilling with us that would be really scary Jeez. oh yeah yeah. Yeah. So that was one of our experiences, and there's there was many in that area, like both houses. You know, Sean grew up in the one that was uh, just down the street from that one, but then when we were about teenage age, um, that's when we were in this house where we had the Darth Vader cutout experience. But that, you know, the the creepy thing about that it was, was right next to there was a graveyard not far away. There was a, a golf course. Like we just don't know what was in that area, but it was all old houses. Like everything was in the probably built in like the 20s or 30s, kind of old houses. It was just creepy. Just a neighborhood like at night. We used to go out at night sometimes in that neighborhood in his older house, which was like the same neighborhood. Even in the new house too, it just had a weird creepy feel outside. It almost felt like, I don't know, all of us kind of brought this up at one point. Like, maybe it's, like, a burial ground underneath that we didn't know about or something like that. It just kind of has that feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. You know the so. creepy part is, guys, is that was a rental house. Yeah. And it always scary. has been. I think, I don't know if it's sold now, but it almost makes me wonder if, you know, why is a house always for rent? How many people yeah. were there? What could have been done in that house before we showed up? And you always have to wonder if it's a really good price. Like, that's always a red flag for me. It's like, oh, you're looking at a bunch of houses nearby, and they're all maybe two or $300 more a month, and that one is the cheapest one. you got to wonder about and that. And that house was actually really nice. It had, like, cool doors painted. It had, like, really nice interior design, even though it was an older house. They did some remodeling to it. And I, I will say that just because it's an older house or just because it's a newer house doesn't, you know, because it's nice or it's not nice doesn't always mean 
mean that it's going to be haunted or not going to be haunted, right? I think that there's sort of a misconception with that, you know, out there that if it's some old creepy house that it's going to be haunted or if it's some brand new house that's not going to have any kind of spiritual presence, right? We are living proof that there are there are many places we've gone that are not supposed to be haunted that are, like the LDS church, right? I mean, you wouldn't think that that would be a haunted place necessarily. I mean, they don't really house dead bodies there necessarily. They don't really like, you know, and we had one experience where this was when my cousin Sean and I used to go kind of cruising and we listened to like Michael Jackson all the time. And I was driving my old little, I used to call it a Mercedes, but it was a 1985 Jetta. And I put the Mercedes symbol that I found at Pick and Pull, which is like an old junkyard on the front of it so that it looked like a Mercedes to kind of look cool. But Dude, it was a piece of crap interior car. was so nice. It though. was so nice. And it was funny. I could hear my brother, like he worked at the training table. It was a little restaurant down the, down the way there. And I would hear him. That was the loudest car in the world. You could hear it puttering all the way up. You had to have a good sound system, which luckily I did have so we could blare that Michael Jackson music. I would, at this time, you know, I would go with Sean. Him and I, we'd bond pretty a lot with this ghost hunting stuff and so him and I would just take these drives at night you know and go look around at places that we thought might be good haunted locations or even just kind of cruise and get a vibe you know and one time we went to because we live in Utah and there's a lot of LDS churches and we went to this LDS church and we're just kind of driving through and the parking lot is completely empty um I think did we shut off the engine you remember that so I think we shut off the engine because that engine was so loud so we shut it off and we have all the windows down and we're just kind of sitting in the parking lot just kind of vibing I just remember all of a sudden it just sounds like these we call it church shoes it's like the sound of the bottom of Pitter typical shoes. nice yeah. shoes like loafers just running towards the car like it scared the crap out of us did did, did yeah, it like no. hit the car do you yeah, remember well, yeah and what from what i remember it was, it was exactly like just a pair of nice loafers with the hard bottom heels mm-hmm. running up to the car for no reason we were just sitting there and it scared us so bad oh yeah that we peeled we out of there. the car and took off out of there but what the crazy part was is we heard. Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. we just I heard a little wind from outside. We just heard a little pop, so we all kind of got a little freaked but out. But again, there. trifecta. We never know what's going on yeah. with the, the three of us. If you guys get eye. lucky enough to hear some paranormal activity live as it happens, that would be pretty crazy. Yeah, Let's hope eye. not. I'm not discounting it. That's for sure. So where was I? So I was going with the. So we we peel out of there, okay, and we hear something kind of in the trunk, like towards the back of the trunk, almost like something was grabbing onto it. Oh yeah. Like tried to grab onto the car. Obviously, anybody anything tries to grab onto a car, good luck. But it was enough that made a noise. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if from what I remember, we got out of there, high tilted out of there, and I don't know if we where we went, but we stopped and we want we were curious about that sound that we heard in the trunk and oh were... we looked at the trunk with the scratch marks yeah yeah oh yeah. i remember this remember was yeah. it the church by grandma's house no it was it was over by our buddy yvonne's house kind okay. of in that neighborhood gotcha. um he lived real close to our house though so it wasn't too far away where but was I... I was i on simulation you like were, standing we next to a wall our, we were hanging out with matt i think yeah, i was on simulation mode. Roman were kind of like doing i'm pretty that. sure somebody pressed pause on me and i was just staring at a wall but yeah i just I remember looking i remember looking at like the the underneath the street light because it was dark you know we're just underneath the street light and we're looking at the back of my trunk and literally clear as day it was three scratches just scratches down my trunk and i'm like dude at first of all, I'm mad because it's my car. I don't want it to be like... Because the body was actually pretty nice on that car, even though it was old. And it had I'm like, no I was, scratches, yeah, actually. Someone took care of it. Nice cream color. But I just hated that it had these scratches, right? But it was also just alarming because we'd heard that... Felt that feeling of something grabbing onto the back of the car. And then all of a sudden, there's there's evidence right in front of us, right? Physical evidence. Okay, so I do remember that, though. Like, I was probably on simulation mode. I really do believe I was just standing in a corner somewhere. And whoever was playing me is like, <laughs> press pause and went pee or something. <laughs> But seriously, they came back and I remember like, I came back to life and they said, hey, like there's scratches on the car. And I took off, I ran outside 
checked it out and it was yeah it's legit like there was scratches on the car and then there was another time so we wait um, they were three claws each huh yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's a, that's, that's a creepy whole other too. thing too with the three thing. yeah the three thing is kind of like a maybe a demonic symbol we you know we always i always try to say nobody knows the truth about things like we we kind of are just in speculation mode but um but that that is alarming when you have three oh, yeah. clawed marks anyway now i'll flash forward a little bit to um a building that i started working at i got lucky enough to go work downtown in salt lake city at the oldest skyscraper in downtown salt lake it's called the walker center walker center and it's just you know it's just it held there's a special place in my heart for that building just because it's such a cool it's just a really cool building they, it used to be a bank um primarily a bank building it's very old it's um like i said it's the first skyscraper in salt lake city so big building that they had for the longest time down there and it has this weather tower on the top of it where they used to be able to tell people what the weather was going to be during the day and so they would say you know it would flash it would flash red if it was going to be snowy or rainy it'd be solid red if it was going to snow whatever else they had different colors that they would change it to so it was kind of an innovative building at the same time but i got lucky enough to go work for the management company that ran the building and that building was creepy it just had a lot of history to it a lot of people over the years that worked there the walker brothers were the ones who started it was four brothers with the last name walker they just they had a little bit of a mixed history with the lds settlers here there was a lot of uh Masonry. Masonry kind Free of involved Masons. with them. Supposedly they traveled in some of the tunnels that are underground the city because they were worried about getting attacked by the public and stuff like that. Supposedly they hid gold in the building somewhere. Don't get a start on the tunnels, dude. There's just a lot of cool mystery at that building. Yeah, that's a whole other story. That's a new that's bag. That's another episode. Yeah, it's another episode for sure. But yeah, so I started working over there and we had a lot of experiences over there. And we actually have a couple cool EVPs that we want to show you guys that we had captured doing some investigation over there at the Walker Center. Because I worked for the uh, management company... Um, um, I was able to kind of access the building at, at all hours. And so we went out there at night one time and we were investigating and they were doing a big remodel, which uh, many of you know that sometimes when you're remodeling old buildings like that, if there's any attachments, they kind of get really upset yeah. about the remodel because it's not what they're familiar with and they're what they love and what's beloved to them is getting ripped out and changed and everything. And who knows, the spiritual world is probably traveling, what they say is traveling faster than we are. So those changes can be so abrupt to them. Like it feels like a blink of an eye and it's just kind of alarming. Yeah, I wondered about that. It's like seems like it's always with a construction situation or taking an artifact right. or like building something in a different location that shouldn't be there. It's always something like that. It's yeah. weird. So yeah, so we're at Walker Center. Uh, the fourth floor used to be the entrance that I would enter into to go to my office. And that was totally demolished uh, when we were doing this investigation. So we we're going through there and we always had this little digital recorder for EVPs because like Sean said in our last episode that we're kind of old school and those are the things we like the most for the EVP recorders and the, the cameras. So we're carrying this little EVP recorder around and just recording the whole time. And we're going to have to play you guys these these little um, EVPs that we got but there's a little a little girl voice that said it sounds like call me uh, in a very whispery voice so we'll play that for you right now so if you actually listen to this EVP it's very interesting that we caught this because I think this is one of the only times that we caught multiple entities interacting with us at the exact same time yeah usually EVPs you get one or two or maybe just one for the most part you get one little high one little yeah, thing usually just something quick this one is very interesting because you'll hear the call me but you also hear another entity completely different say he's mean and if you hear it it goes he's mean and then it says call 
Yeah. And I'll never remember. Do you remember what we were were exiting the building when we caught this? I think we were exiting the building. We we were running because what happened is we opened a door and we just had this bad sense that was over by this door and down this hallway. And so we kept saying, like, don't open that door. We don't want to open this door. So we opened it, you know, being brave. We're just going to be brave. We're going to do it. We're on our way out of here anyway. We opened the door and something was just not, it was a big mistake. And we felt it and we got out of there so fast and it was just like go 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 and it was like oh i man. think we even said that in the in the yeah. audio so, go, 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 and go. we were running as fast as we absolutely could out of that hallway because there's there was something that was not happy with us there at all so when we finally chilled out it was uh when we got to the parking lot and that's when you started hearing that evp there with yep. uh you know I, somebody was like i was just meant somebody mentioned i think it was sam it says i just kept running all the way all the way yeah and that's when it says he's mean call me yeah yeah and those are nobody's voices to be clear we didn't we didn't have a girl with us we didn't have any other person that five guys had those types of voices it was four of us yeah it was sam and us three right Mm -hmm. yeah but the thing is is like you know that and that was a random like it it may or may not be intelligent what it's saying but it's definitely picking up something that wasn't there with us like there was no person near us that was making those sounds right so it's pretty interesting and just to give you context since roman worked at walker center we actually spent a lot of time there not just ghost hunting. We um, filmed some independent film stuff there too. So who knows? Maybe it was just like, you know what? These guys are here all the time. Let's let's do something. And also, let's we should mention, we should play the other EVP because now that we're on the EVP thing, we did get one other really good EVP that I think is class A. And the weird thing about it is that, and I don't remember if we were in the bathroom when we caught it or if we were in the stairwell. I think it was bathroom. It has that kind of echo sound to it. But I just remember that, and you'll, you'll notice when we play it, the background noise changes. So as you hear the beginning of the recording, and then all of a sudden it goes, it like changes the tempo. To a different temp- level. What is it called? Yeah, the, are, you, are you talking about the, the whistle? The whistle, the whistle. Yeah. It changes to a different it, tempo. You can hear like... So the whistle, the interest, yeah, I remember the whistle was caught down in the basement where you were taking us on a tour where That's they it. used to have the old vaults. Yes. And there was really nothing down there. Actually, a couple things happened down there we'll get into, but there was really nothing down there other than maybe the security guard maybe had a little um, closet that he would hang out. But I mean, this is a big building down there. So Roman was showing us where the Walker brothers used to have, what is it, the safe, right? Mm-hmm. A big safe. Dude, this safe, safe was it's huge. huge. It was massive like, round door. Yeah, that door was probably, um, what, three feet wide? Like, or de- deep? And thousands of pounds. It, yeah, I mean, that thing straight was straight iron cast. Feet, it was a two foot, it was At least two, two feet. feet. Oh, yeah. And just iron cast steel yeah. or something, just way deep. Yep. So we were on our way down there when that whistle was caught. So if you want to, yeah, go ahead and play it, Roman. Let's play it. Let's play it. This whole building is kind of freaky, though. I know that the most freaked out place to listen. Yeah, I mean, the Walker Center was just, it was just full of just creep fest you know and it was funny because you know i was the the guy working there and i was kind of like the errand boy and so a lot of times they would have me go do these like odd jobs that were just kind of like they didn't want to do them so like hey go do this and i had to go all the way in the basement by myself during the day a lot of times and there was this whole file room where they had just boxes like these banker boxes full of files and they always had me go through them to find specific files and things like that and so it was really intense i'm sitting there in that you know you don't i can't even describe how creepy it was to be in that room by myself just down there no there's no one down there there's no office down there it's just an empty space and i'm sitting down there and i'm like hearing creepy sounds i'm like feeling like i'm being watched it's just a really creepy vibe down there was it a level below the main level yeah it was the the basement yeah so 
close to the basement. Yeah, okay. it was below the main street. Yes, that's right. Yep, and so, and then Sean, uh, my cousin here, has some pretty intense experiences that have happened over there. Well, just to put it in context, we were filming a movie, a part two to another movie that we were filming, or that we previously filmed in that same building. And so that's where Sean can explain kind of what happened or, or just get more into it. Yeah, so the um, as we as we kept doing this ghost hunting thing, right, over the course of the years, uh, we also were creative in the aspect of we liked telling stories. I think, I think, and, and I'm not saying like stories in the bad sense. We were very creative. We loved writing. We loved filming. We loved the theater kind of idea, right? I think all of us, all three of us kind of uh, almost wish we were kind of into a theater more well, so what growing happened, up. What happens with us, with us three is that we would go to Denny's at night and we would have these long conversations and we'd make characters up. We would actually make a full story every single time we hung out. So we had so many like backlogged characters and backlogged stories that we could really just work with. Yeah, just, and you know what's funny about the character? A lot of them were based off of real people oh, in yeah. some way. But back well, to... I, I will say that if I was a spirit, let's just say I'm a ghost sitting back, whatever, and I see these guys filming a movie, I mean, that would be the first thing I'd be gravitated towards because it's this cool entertainment, right? Oh, yeah. So... To me, that feels like a like a plain as day. It's going to attract some kind of activity. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. If you, and if you're interested in the film, the the film we we shot was um, it's a I think it's 90 minutes, and it was done all. It took a long time. It took like two years to get this film done, and it's called Idolin. And you can find our channel at YouTube.com with the channel name of 17th Floor Films. We got that name from the Walker Center, by the way. But um, going into the kind of our experience with this, so we had been at the Walker Center. We filmed a lot of this stuff here. We were filming a part two to our ghost hunting movie called Idolin. Now, part two was called Nefarious. Now, Nefarious is another name for demonic or dark. Yeah. I think that's where we came because we wanted to make it a little bit more thrilling, right? But we ended up kind of biting off a little bit more than we could chew that night. Yeah, yes. the first movie was called Idolin, which means it's Greek for ghost. And Nefarious is Greek for demon or, or dark, you know. So yeah, we were taking it to a new level. We thought we were taking it to a new, new level, but something else took it we to a new We didn't expect level. what happened. Yeah. It, it was something. We invited something. Um, and it wasn't intentional, I don't think. But, you know, it reminds me of uh, the Exorcist movie and, and all these other kind of plagued movies you know when they sort of attract darkness you know and they've during got this the filming, during the yeah. filming right mm-hmm. and a lot of the crew has experiences and things we just were plagued with it with this movie and so it, it ended up getting scrapped so the movie's not done it won't ever get done right yeah we, but, we all got a little bit freaked out because there's things in there that we didn't do um like i'm telling you there's a stair scene that you'll see in the youtube channel and we'll, we'll show you yeah, it was uh, the interesting thing is uh, so it, picture this, okay? So the scene is starts off in a stairwell. The stairwell for the Walker Center is very thin and it's marble, right? It's mar, it's old, right? This is Utah. A lot of things were built marble back then, and it's very thin. You know how old things? The doorways were thin, the hallways were thin, almost well, like everything. Smaller people, exactly. People were smaller back in the stairwells day. were vertical, yeah, like, straight vertical. Yep, it's creepy. So we're filming in this stairwell about my character who basically. Uh, reveals how my character ended up, you know, um, having something happen to him. Yeah. So we wanted to refilm that with a little bit more context with what this scene is. And so it takes place in this stairwell and the entire time we're filming, we're getting noises, we're getting voices, we're getting... And we're the only ones there. This place is shut down. You have to have a key that only Roman can have to get here. 
Yep, and there's a security person there, and that's the only person there at night. The only person is security, and they're walking around the building if they see any activity, but they know who I am, so they don't mess with me, right? So they leave me alone. Yeah, Roman was courteous enough to let them know that, hey, we're going to be filming this night. Don't worry about it, and we almost never got bothered by no. them. They just I knew who like we were. They, we were there all the time. They just left us alone. We didn't damage anything. They didn't care. I feel like every time we went to film, Roman, we went down there first and talked to them and said, hey, hey we're, we're here, here, and they're like, hey. Different levels, and we're filming. Right. So we're doing this by ourselves. Now this this stairwell, like I, like I mentioned, as we're trying to shoot this film, it's we're hearing things. All of us are on air on edge. There's something. Every something is interrupting our shots all the time. And so I'm doing this shot, and I'm the I'm the main actor, kind of getting beat up by this entity, right? This dark entity. That's the premise. That's yeah. part of the storyline, right? It's supposed to be that way. It's a horror movie, so it's this, supposed to be about ghosts. right. So the the story is uh, this character is getting beat up by an entity, but in actuality, it it really they're really was stuff going on that was caught on film in the raw there you know, was in nothing a way done. unbeknownst to us because i'm sitting there holding the camera a lot of the time and i really don't know what's happening to sean he knows and he's reacting in such a way that is it, it looks amazing like he's a great actor right because he is a great actor but he'll elaborate more on what was really happening right so i'm getting i'm getting to this stairwell right and uh, there's a part where the entity pushes me into the wall and i kind of slide down the wall Okay, like I slide down, like somebody just shoved me, and um, it's all one take. And as I go to get up, as I'm I'm on the floor, kind of on my half back, half butt, and I'm trying to like kind of get up. All of a sudden, I feel something grab either my shoe or my ankle and pull me down further down the stairs. It was not supposed to happen that way at all. I was supposed to only just get up, and there was clearly something. You could see it in my face, and if you want to go watch it, it's on our channel. You can watch what actually happened but um i was freaking out at that point after that after roman had shot it and i'm sure people thought that it was just really good acting but as we started looking at the footage we're like how did you do that yeah how in the world did you actually do that i said i didn't yeah third person when i was watching it because i'm roman's roman's filming i'm sitting back watching the whole thing and i see his face like have terror just straight terror and so there you go I mean, it's it's weird, and I had no idea while I was watching. I'm like, man, Sean's a great actor. I got some stuff to improve well, and, on. Well, and it's it's with physics, it's impossible what happens on camera. I mean, unless someone really is pulling him, it's impossible for him to because he comes to a full stop on pretty much on his, his behind, his back end, and then all of a sudden he just starts sliding like it's with like all pressure. this inertia. It's like power. And yeah. the only yeah. way that that can happen is if someone's pulling you right. And so it was just a, it's an anomaly. It's hard to. And either way, like why would he want to throw himself down a marble stairwell? Right. He was trying to be a little safe with it and that's what we do sometimes when we're filming but that wasn't safe he fell down hard i was like what is going on here yeah yeah and there's more yeah there's a lot more actually so that was um again like this this thing started ramping up more and more are you hearing that again yeah yeah it starts ramping up more and more see and this is why we probably shouldn't be talking about this sometimes there's, there's... <laughs> every time we start talking about it we all get together there's that trifecta again there's energy yep. i don't know yep. what it is something and if you hear something uh viewers uh please let roman know if there's something that you catch that's not our voices or anything like that but anyway back to the story um so we're filming this thing and we're like okay we're getting kind of freaked out we can tell that we're in the presence of something that doesn't want us there or is messing with us but we keep going okay and we're just like nope we're here let's just keep going let's just keep going so we power on through and we we keep doing the shots i think we only had like one special effect oh yeah that entire uh, two of them i'm sorry there was two there was the coat and then there was the banging on the door but everything else yeah most everything that was like um fearful was because there's something going on yeah there um i have a lot of raw footage by the way guys of um i remember one of 
our, our friend Matt. He he was he's more of the skeptic. He was always kind of more of the skeptic guy. But he and, knew something was going on that night, and he was like, "There's something going on." Yeah. So he was he's a tall guy and yeah, um, six five, kind of more the six, brave, four. more more the brave kind of guy. Like because we all of us we had experienced way too much. Like we're like we're not going down there. You know, there's some noises, there's some voices going down. Matt's like, "Give me the camera, and I'll go take and I'll go take a look." So he goes and takes it down there, and I still have the footage. I might upload it or at least give it to Roman somehow, but he gets down to the very bottom of the stairwell where we're hearing all these voices coming from. And he opens the door down there, and this is not part of the film. This is just behind-the-scenes stuff. And so when he opens the door slowly, he goes down to the very bottom, he takes a pan to the right, and then he, he pans to the left, and he hears, in the we actually capture something yelling at him. And this guy, he, he doesn't get spooked, okay? He never he really... He thinks he's Superman. He kind of, yeah, he kind of thinks he's, he's got like a <laughs> Superman complex. Like he's yeah. just kind of... But something spooked him enough that he started running back up the stairs, and you can clearly hear it on the raw footage. Like, something yelled at him. Yeah. To the point where he got messed up, and yeah. I, I, it's just like something was there. Well, and the thing is, is when we were filming that in the stairwell, um, how Sean was saying we used some special effects on that, so his coat gets pulled off of him by this entity. Oh yeah, that was wild. But you know what scared me about it is that, and Roman's touched on this already with the wild, is that all of a sudden the coat gets pulled off of him, and we're using a string or something. I can't remember. I don't want to give up too much detail because we're it's you know special effects. But all of a sudden the coat gets pulled up. And it follows like a perfect trajectory going up the stairs to where it looks like it's getting floated up so perfectly. And yeah. We As tried if someone it, grabbed it by their hand that's yeah. invisible and just carrying, carrying it, it up the steps. It up. Yeah. Because, and it didn't move Bob or anything. It was just floating so perfectly. Which, and I'm like, that the, does not happen The shape happen of that stairwell is impossible. When you think about the shape of how that stairwell is above and below. Being so it's tight just impossible. like it is, like we're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it floated perfectly up that yep. angle. I'm yeah. like, what in the world is that all about? But it gets even worse. Sean, elaborate. <laughs> I don't know if I want to anymore, guys. I'm bringing back all these memories. But, um, yeah, so as if that wasn't enough, okay? As if it wasn't enough being pulled down a marble staircase. It wasn't enough hearing screams, you know, from the camera, from Matt, and just odds and ends, just something, just everything wasn't going right, okay? But we kept going because for the sake of the film. Yeah, we had a right. film. We had when a film when we film. have these film nights, the thing is, is they're scheduled, and it's kind of like we all are busy, right? And so when we're filming, and this is the thing, we used to film for three, four, five hours just trying to get a couple shots yeah, in. Yeah, we'd start at 9 o'clock, get done took at forever. in the morning. Right? But we were like, we're determined because it was the only time we had to really do the scene, right? Right. So we get, so if, if you were to go back and watch it, like, things are progressively getting worse for this guy, which is me. And um, we end up getting down, to, I remember getting down through the elevator scene and we get down to the basement now this is the same basement that we captured the whistle yep. right and it's yep. what else is down there you, there's something that your your co-worker mentioned that was like some strange messed up room or something that was they oh yeah no they mentioned to me that the the walker brothers so i guess in the so they were given this book when the management took over the building they were given this book of history about the walker brothers these are the guys who started helped build the building and you know they were the empire of the building the history talks about a room that they had in the basement it was a soundproof room and it's somewhere in the basement we don't know where but it was a soundproof room who knows what you need a soundproof yeah, room for i mean if it's soundproof, soundproof room especially back in the 20s 30s whatever time it was I just what do you need I think beating people up. It's bad news. Probably they didn't pay their loans, you know. They you probably know what I gotta say to that is up. that I was gonna give them some love and say the Walker brothers were better than the Wright brothers. <laughs> I'm taking that back. I'm taking them all back. <laughs> Maybe they're the wrong brothers. They're the wrong so brothers. They're the right brothers. brothers. But either way, they like gave us access to a building they didn't know. Actually. Which is still my favorite building downtown, by the way. Me yeah. too. It's a gorgeous. It's a cool building. Yep. 
yeah if you ever if you guys ever get a chance you should look it up it, it's really interesting but and it's it's kind of buried right now oh yeah with all these other skyscrapers so it's kind of a hidden gem so we're anyway back to the where we're going so we're doing this film things are progressively getting worse and i thought it was just me being the actor but you know we would take breaks and and we would converse with each other a little bit i of course was on a i don't want to say hysteria that's not the right word You're high but alert though i was alert. D- definitely high alert yeah that's you know? a good word for it yeah, yeah. And, and you know what's funny is I could tell that. Like, I could tell he was on high alert. I couldn't tell. Looking at it from the outside, I was like, why is he on high alert? Even though I could feel that there was some weird stuff going on and stuff, it didn't seem that intense yet yeah, in I just, my mind. Yeah, I, I remember Jaren, you know, like, it was just, yeah. I was it, the it speculator was, right now. Well, in my opinion of that is that whatever it was that was messing with us was was attaching straight to Sean. To Sean. Like, it was, it was yeah. messing with him for whatever reason. Yeah. Because you were it ready for your close-up. Attaching to him. him and you were that why. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows why? <clears throat> Maybe it wanted to be on camera. Ew. So the next, this next part is there's a disclaimer. Um, this next part is is pretty hard for me to talk about, and it's also hard for the. I, I think it's hard for these guys to to put themselves yeah, back in that. Yeah. Before we started talking about this, I said, "Do we want to talk about?" This? Yeah. Be- it before. Yeah. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Jaron warned me. He's like, "Do you even want to talk about this?" Because I know where it's going to go. I think it's worth telling because uh, it's a warning. It's a warning to other people just to be careful. You know. Yeah. I think. So we're down in this basement. Um, there's a shot where my character is being attacked by this thing um, that he can't see, and he's looking for an exit. And right when he thinks he knows and he finds the exit, it turns out to be a dead end, which doesn't make any sense because he was following all the exit signs for the building. And all of a sudden, it's just he ends up in this room where he can't go anywhere. So I remember that <clears throat> there was an empty little room, and uh, all the the uh, Roman operating the camera, and uh, Matt and Jaron were back there just helping with uh, keeping the the flow of things going. Keep you know keep, whatever the case may be. I, I was you know kind of in the we were messing mode. with lighting and making sure things. Were yeah, ready so they were doing odds and ends, to, yeah. you know, keeping an eye on people. If anybody you know like security guard, whatever came yeah. in, they would go and talk to them and let us know, hey, you know we're doing this film but um things got worse for me and it's almost like i started turning into someone i'm not and it was that's the best way i can describe it because when we were doing we were preparing for this shot i was the only one that was 10 15 feet out from the camera and everybody else was behind the camera so i was the only one centerfold and it was a dead end room and before we hit act uh, or action as we were trying to figure this out i got really spooked because i clearly heard loud ass footsteps running up behind me which there's no way because there is no he's the only one in that room and we're all it's a dead end room behind me so behind my back there's nothing but a wall but yeah think about it you come out of the elevator we walk into a glass door room the room turns to the left and that's it there's nothing else that's the room we're filming in so and you know some people would say oh you were just in the moment you know i i've been in scary situations before you know this isn't my first rodeo dealing with the paranormal but there's something going on that night where i heard those loud footsteps and p and i got down on my knees i remember i plug i put my hands over my ears i looked down at the ground i started screaming and this is so and this is so unlike me it was out of character it was out of line completely yeah so when that happened i came like running in like we kind of just stopped it and i came running yeah they came running to grab me i'm like what is he doing like i don't know if you have ever heard like a blood curdling scream it was really like that kind of scream so i came running in i'm like what is going on and then we're we're trying to pick him up right and he's looking around all weird he's looking around super weird like he's not in his own body and he has his hands down he's like ah 
That's the best way I can describe yeah. it. But it was way louder than that, obviously. Yeah, and by the way, yeah. I don't remember really much of this. Once I heard the footsteps, like a lot of this, this is when I started like blacking out. But the only thing I have to go off of is you guys. Well, and it from really this makes point me on. wonder. It makes me wonder, like. I mean, we've heard a lot of stories about possession, right, and stuff. And, like, whatever this thing was was really clearly trying to do that. And I think I it think got so. close. I mean, I think it got pretty close. It was definitely an attachment, and it was... I think there was some it was power glued there, to you know, with different people and different energies. It was, like, kind of like it got shut down somehow, you know. It, it was one of those weird <coughs> things, but... All I remember is like when we're filming it, it's like picture one of those scenes where like somebody's like puts their head up and they're screaming and it's like spinning around them and going up into a black hole. Like that's kind of how it felt. And so we all booked it. Like we got out of there as quick as we could. Yeah, we called it a night. That was we, enough. We Be, shut it down. Yeah, before before though, so I had started losing like p- blacking out, right? But I was still obviously doing stuff and looking around like Roman said all strange and just kind of not acting me. So it was time to, to call it a night. It, we're done. I mean, it, it had been getting progressively worse. The uh, and this was the climax, and it, this was when it was time to call it a night. And so I remember kind of waking up consciousness um, around the elevator. Like you guys had pushed the button, yeah. and it wouldn't call. I remember oh, yeah, because it was the maintenance oh, elevator. Weird. So the button wouldn't call. But this is when I started realizing what was going on. Okay, but when I started kind of coming to my senses, I don't know if you call it blacking out, coming waking up. But apparently, I was walking around and hanging out with these guys for a little bit, and I don't remember any of this. But I. I kind of regained consciousness and these guys wouldn't talk to me. I remember that these guys were so freaked out and the ele- and they just say, where is the elevator not coming? And they were they were freaking out. Trying to get out of there. There was and something wrong. It wouldn't work. The elevator would not come down. And um, Which, by the way, was not unlike Walker Center. That would happen from time to time. And there's times where all of a sudden the elevator would just open up on the floor you're at and no one called it and it just opens up and it shuts again and you're like, that's weird. It's almost like some spirit just was came out of the elevator. Was that substitute freight elevator? It was no. like the main freight uh, yes. and then the green for the basement one. it was. Yeah, yes. that was a weird one. Yeah. That was a weird elevator. Yeah, yeah so I, I just remember, guys, like, I regained consciousness, and the whole thing had changed at that point. You guys were just like, you know, don't talk to them. There's something wrong. Like, it's almost like you guys didn't want to really have much interaction with me. And I remember, like, I don't know who mentioned it, but somebody said that there was voices around me before I regained consciousness. There was, like, voices Matt behind and me. I, myself, I think we broke both brought it up because we were like a little further away from the camera and we when you were screaming and I'm, it's weird that you say that because I kind of like pushed it out of my mind but I do remember there was like weird stuff like that like weird extra voices around that I don't remember was any of us like yeah, like yeah. Creepy stuff, you know? Very creepy. Just like in the movies, it's kind of messed up to say, but it, it yeah. was like that. And then, and then to, to kind of continue on, so um, we get up to the floor and we start walking back to the car, and it was Roman's Charger at the time. Yeah, remember? I missed we, that car. We were in the back of the Charger. I I, they car. put me 2006 in the back. Dodge Charger. So Roman was driving, and Candy I, apple red. I yeah. was in the back passenger seat, and I kept asking what happened, what happened, I don't remember, and I just remember you guys were like, should we tell him? Should we tell him? No, it's were not telling. Were we slapping you really hard? You were saying, I don't no. know. <laughs> no, I, I, I hope not, man. I don't know what I know you we did were. to me. I'm just kidding. But, we were just um, overly cautious because we didn't know what we were dealing with. Yeah. And we knew it was, it was something scary. spiritual. We knew it wasn't like a mental breakdown. It was something else. You know what I mean? Yeah, your whole character changed. Yeah. And I just said, what happened? What happened? And no, I, I just remember writing the backseat, almost like I was like, it was it almost like I was like prisoned in that Car, like a criminal like you're going to an insane asylum yeah type it kind of felt yeah. like that and yeah, i'm like what happened and, padded and truck they're like and i do remember saying or hearing them say should we tell them and they said no we should wait till we get back to the room yeah. and what he means by that is the house that yeah. i would stay over and then they would tell me 
what they heard. And that's when they told me we heard voices around the elevator. The elevator wouldn't come. We heard like different things around you. And we just didn't want to tell you then because we didn't think you would be able to handle it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was. That was wild. Yeah, that, that was, was a, so wild. And I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb. That was a big turning point for me realizing. Um, on a my, spiritual level. Yeah, right? spiritual and my faith basically changed. Everything changed at that point because yeah. I started realizing I wasn't messing with just any old hoax. Yeah, and, and that's get, really beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah, and just to get know? on context too, like I was um, a new Christian. So I was like, I was kind of like born again in my mind at this moment. And I was a little scared of this whole thing anyway. So while we were filming the scene, I was like the most scared. Again, I'm always the most scared for some reason. Yeah, but, but I remember you praying. But, but I was too. praying a lot, and I was trying to get through all these things. It was like a battlefield going on. It was a battlefield. And so I think there was a spiritual battle going on. And then he sort of candidly very changed without his own will. Like So again, you know, it's not to get religious at this moment, but there were some things that changed in him and changed in me at that time. And we're never looking back, of course, which is great. Um, but it was a scary moment. And then we're filming our new version of this movie. I don't know if you want to... Do you want to talk more about that, though, Sean, before we go to this? Which one? Which movie? About the, this situation. The one we're talking still? about? Um, no, I'm, I'm pretty good. If you have something, you can cut. So, so now it's 2021, and we're filming a part two to another movie that we're working on that's a part two to a movie called lark that we did in 2008 this one's called larcenity um hopefully it'll be out this year we're working on it um we got into the walker center lucky enough yeah that's that's kind of crazy thinking about that because yeah we we have never had access to it for the last few years we've been trying to get into it and we've shown up there a couple times couldn't get in right all of a sudden this year we pull up yeah when was that was that last year was that winter last year year? or when was it it was this year year. it was like october november or something like that just last year yeah so it was early okay early last year so we show up there it's open we're like what so yeah. we go into the Walker Center. Everything's the same, pretty much. And the whole um, scene that we're filming in is in... Was it level four? It was a decade... I it remember saying four. it was a, 10 years later, everything was exactly... Even the plant. Those yeah, even the plant. Center, the yeah. Big yeah. plant. Yeah. So we're filming the scene. It's, it's like perfect. odd going back into a time slip of yeah. like well, a few years back. Well, it's perfect for our movie because you know? it's kind of like a dream sequence thing. We're not going to get into that right now. But as we're filming this scene, we're filming a little part and we're kind of on a corner of hiding behind this... Like It's a little hallway next to the elevators. And all of a sudden, nobody's there it's at night we hear the elevator ting as we're filming a scene it just goes ping yeah like somebody called it like somebody mm-hmm. called an elevator to come up to that floor that we were on just like, like Roman was mentioning we go walking over to think it's a security guard we're like oh security's coming to check we're just us. waiting for security to walk out of that elevator hey guys you can't be and here guess what nobody was there yep. door nope. opens there's nothing there nobody came out so it was like Hey, we're greeting you guys. You're back. These same yeah, ghosts. It was like a friendly little, hey guys. It was kind of creepy. I don't like yeah. that at all. I know, especially after out. what happened. But yeah. yeah, that freaked me out a lot. So that, but that wasn't the only thing that happened this that year. night. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 And then the creepiest thing happened. You guys remember? So we're on the sixth floor, which is actually the new entrance to the building, Walker Center. We go into the stairwell because we're like, hey, let's go. We're waiting for the elevator. It's taking too long. So we're like, let's go through the stairwell just for old time's sake. Let's go down to the fourth floor, which is where the old entrance used to be, which is where we caught those EVPs you guys guys heard earlier on in the episode so we're like okay cool so we go inside the um stairwell and all of a sudden the door just slams behind us hard as soon as we walk in the stairwell boom it slammed really hard the loudest slam like someone had slammed it right behind us and there was no one on that floor with us and this is the same stairwell by the way and i just remember looking at these guys with wide eyes like holy crap what just happened right all of a sudden we tried tried to to open open that that door. door Right? Yeah. Same time. And Twins. it would not open. It wouldn't open. We're locked in. We're locked in the stairwell. So then we go down to the next floor. We're still locked. Next floor. We're still locked. 
So we're panicking. We're like, what are we going to do to get out of here? You know, because you have to have like a access card to get into certain floors and stuff like that. So it was pretty creepy. Pretty yeah, creepy. the main thing on my mind is oxygen levels going out in the stairwell. We're going to be stuck in here for four or five hours. Nobody's going to hear us. It'll be the next day. It was actually really creepy. I think we went down to the second floor. Finally, finally. got out. Yeah, and yeah that's what it was. There was yeah. the only one that was open. Yeah, like, yeah, it, it was it was messed up, man. It you want to know why it was open? It was a twist handle. Everything else was a pull handle. That's right. Yep. Yeah. We were screwed. Or... Or somebody let us out. Yeah, it was scary either way. Yeah, because that stairwell. I mean, I don't like going down in that anymore. I felt like we were stuck in like a. It's only, I th- I think that, that place that is was a twilight a, zone. It just yeah. is. I, that stairwell is. There's no no chance in hell that that would have been open and somebody opened that for us to let us out because yeah, we wouldn't have been able to get out. Every door should be locked. Right. Why was one unlocked? Yeah, and that yeah, wasn't that the only sense. time that elevator. I almost felt like somebody was chasing us because remember when we us. got yeah, to yeah. the second floor, the elevator opened again. Yeah, he's right. I totally forgot about that. That's when we, yeah, and that's when we exited. So whatever the it was was trying to get us, it was trying to find us. So I don't yeah. know if we were fully welcome at Walker Center when we came back this year. We came back this year; it looked the same. We had some issues. Um, but hey, if we go back again, hey. we'll do a live stream, and then yeah. I'll just tell all you guys about it. You we'll guys can find po- it. Podcast this next time because so who guys knows can what can happen Center in person. Yeah, I yep. like that. That's a good idea. Yep. Really appreciate you guys being along with us tonight on the train. Um, we'll definitely be back again for other stories. We have more to tell between the three of us. And then um, definitely got some other great stories coming up, just uh, solo stories as well. So please stay tuned. Love that you guys are here with us. It means a lot to me that you're here listening. Stay tuned for the next one. Thank you so much for being here and take care. Sayonara. Yeah.